Give us a little jingle. Um, yeah, today's podcast we've got um, Georgia and Christian. Um, so yeah, just we'll just do introductions. So Georgia, what um, course are you studying at the minute? Yeah, hi, I'm Georgia. I'm on my master's course doing zoo conservation biology. Nice. And so your undergrad, where did you do that? And so, what was that? <laughs> sorry. So I did my undergrad uh, here at University of Plymouth um, and I studied geography. Nice. And then Christian? Yeah, my name is Christian and I'm a final year geology student. Sweet. Yeah. So we've got some crossover mm-hmm. on courses mm-hmm. there. So. Some uh, rockheads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the real science, I like to say. <laughs> nice, cool. Um, so yeah, today's podcast uh, talking about cost of living and student finance and things like that. So I'll probably start off with talking about, um, because you're both like quite later in your student lives, is how different it was from Freshers' Week. So... Um, I don't know if you can cast your minds back to <laughs> the the haze of that week and and how your finances were different to the what they are now. So, anything to do with like accommodation? Do you think that's changed drastically? I think I, I seem to remember halls being more expensive yeah, than housing. Definitely. And I don't know if it's the case now because um, so I. I was in Freshers in uh, 2016, so a little bit ago. Um, But um, all houses around here were like bills included as well. So it made it a bit more affordable. I don't know if that's the same. Yeah, yeah, and bills included as well. And I was last year. Yeah. Yeah. So that sort of slightly takes the stress off of things. But I do remember halls being like slightly more expensive but I suppose it depends because I was in Francis Drake which is on campus so I was quite close and I guess if you went a bit further out yeah it would be cheaper I think so I was in Francis Drake as well mm-hmm. and yeah it was I think Francis Drake was more expensive than the house that I was in last year and the one that I'm mm-hmm. in this year yeah yeah so um yeah it depends on your budget and stuff as well because obviously you can go a bit further out and it can be a bit cheaper and you can have because I had an ensuite so a bit bougie but um you know if it, it depends on your budget but um yeah I feel like during freshers I had no concept of what money was I had no concept of how much like food cost and like how to look after myself so I know I, I don't I wouldn't say I was irresponsible with money but I feel like I just kind of was like ah, whatever yeah. and then like maybe later on like second and third year I was a bit more like oh okay I need to (laughs) I need to actually look at how much I'm spending yeah no I get that I think for me because I moved to the UK to start uni so many things I just had to start fresh like you know everything from the duvet right down to like pots pans everything I had to buy so I had to spend a lot of money Mm. um I was very lucky that I had a cousin that lived in the UK so she was able to to give me some stuff as well but you know that I think right off the bat was like okay I have to spend so much money just to get like the basics of everything because you can only fit so much in a suitcase and and take it on a plane Mm. and then (laughs) the other thing was as well 
um, at home when I started uni, contactless wasn't really a big thing. So we're like very cash heavy in Barbados. And coming over here and then having Apple Pay and all that, it, I kind of just went a, mad, a bit mad just like tapping because it's not, it doesn't feel real money when you're just like tapping your phone mm-hmm. yeah. and just like, you know, spending, spending, spending. And then when you look at your bank account, you're like, who spent my money? <laughs> <laughs> someone yeah. must have stolen someone, my card. <laughs> someone got my card and just, you know, went to the Apple store three times. Yeah. In, in that it's a mysterious elf. <laughs> yeah. My, um, one of my old bosses um, is like 20. 14 I think around that time and he got um, a new credit card but that was contactless and it was like one of the first ones that was contactless and I just remember going on a night out and like everyone just queuing up to pay he just went watch this beep 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 <laughs> like four rounds of people he did not know at all <laughs> it was ridiculous um, but yeah to show my age my freshers was 2009 <laughs> and okay. um, so I moved into a shared house and that was like 260 pounds a month Mm. Uh, which is like obviously completely different like some of our halls are like 150 pounds a week um, at Plymouth now Um, so that's just like mad like what 14 years can Mm. change Um, and then every year it just got more and more expensive like Mm -hmm. in my final year it was like 400 pounds a month like for a whole um, shared house but that was like like you said like all bills included I spoke to some friends and they um in another city i'm not gonna name them but they (laughs) they like at their uni they pay for the house like as if you're like a professional and then you have to pay for council tax and all the bills separately just can imagine wi-fi and have arguments about that that's a nightmare yeah i can just imagine that's not the stress you want at uni. for sure i wonder if like that impacts people when they're applying is to like because most people go into like halls don't they where everything's usually included but how far do students look ahead into like second and third year? Will I have to pay for bills? Because it seems to be like a whole city will either do it or don't. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, th- I think I don't know like anyone in Plymouth that's had to pay uh, in student accommodation that's had to pay separately for bills. I, I don't know of anyone that has um, to either. But like I've got friends who are in like Oxford and I will name cities I don't care <laughs> Oxford and like um I think like Manchester and um and Bristol as well it's just it can get like a lot really quickly so you, yeah. something you need to consider yeah yeah because the friends who were there they were Bristol as well, mm. well may as well name them yeah. <laughs> um they said that they literally when they saw their bills coming through they were literally at home and just like like blankets shivering. and like hot water bottles and shivering yeah because they were just so scared to turn the heating on and this was like 10 years ago mm. like nowhere near what the prices are now so i can only imagine what some of those students are doing whereas if it's all bills included you're a bit more r- relaxed yeah yeah it's until you get that email saying you've gone over your usage <laughs> please be careful or we'll charge you next month so yeah you still have to be careful but it's not like yeah. it's looming over your head like no. oh my goodness let me you know time my shower 30 seconds and, yeah. and jump out so, yeah, it's not as much pressure. Mm-hmm. You have to think about that, yeah. Um, going back to the point you were saying, Georgia, about how differently you are from freshers to, mm-hmm. like, now, like, what are some of the tips or, like, skills that you'd say you've taken on to help you be better? Yeah, finances? so I feel like I actually... When I was uh, younger, I used to just never look at my bank because it was scary. Exactly um, the same. I was exactly the same. Not something you, I would recommend doing now, but um, I I look over my bank regularly. I I literally make kind of like 
I give myself almost like pocket money for things for like different activities. Yeah. So like I'll think, oh, like maybe I'll have 30 quid to do social things right, yeah. or, um, you know, I'll spend 50 pounds on food shopping, that kind of thing. And and once you kind of set yourself like a limit, then it you you feel like better about actually spending that money because, you know, it's sort of within your plan. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you don't yeah. have to like the guilt. Yeah. And also <laughs> like, you know, like you're, you, you want to go out and have fun. Like you want to go to the cinema and not feel guilty about it. Like, oh, can I go to the cinema or can I afford my food shopping this week? Like that's not a vibe. Yeah. So like, it is just nice to know that, okay, like maybe I'll go to the cinema this week, but I won't like, I don't know, have seven pints next week or something like that. You know, it's, it's balance, I think. Yeah. Mine used to be quite similar. Like I was so scared of looking at my bank account because I was just scared of there no, not being money there. Mm-hmm. But then that would be worse because I'd go out with friends to the cinema or something and it would literally be like playing roulette with my card. Like, <laughs> is it going to work or not? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, obviously, I'm better now. Mon- Monzo, like I know, like, yeah, not BBC, so we can say things and advertise things. But Monzo was the best for me because you could like put pots um, mm-hmm. and set money aside for bills so mm-hmm. I know like all my bills are paid for because they're all coming out of that pot mm-hmm. so that was like the best thing that helped me like yeah. mm-hmm. I've heard lots of people talk about Monzo actually I'm, yeah. I'm yet to look into it maybe I should I should too as well because um, my best friend she's on Monzo and I was like wow maybe I should yeah <laughs> maybe I should. yeah there's yeah. loads of others that are like coming up or like the bigger banks are catching on and doing yeah. similar things so mm-hmm. I think they are like getting better but yeah Monzo was like the best for me mm-hmm. How did you um, get over your contactless sprees? I mean, <laughs> I think like now I still kind of not go in faith in the way that, oh, my card might decline. But I, I kind of go in faith in that I'm just going to do my shopping, go to the cinema, whatever. And then, you know, if I have a night out, I'll just, you know, Sunday morning when I wake up, I'm like, OK, I'll get a cup of tea, sit down and then prepare myself <laughs> for for what the aftermath is. One way that I I definitely have learned to kind of fix that is planning my shopping. So I'm quite an impulsive person. And when I go out, I'm, I'm the kind of person that I'll go into the supermarket for like bread, milk and eggs. And then I'll come up with like two bags full of everything else. So writing shopping lists, that has definitely helped me a lot. Because I know, okay, this is what I want. And that kind of reduces the amount of you know, extra nonsense that I buy. So that that's helped uh, somewhat, but there's still some times where I'm like, oh, that looks nice, I'll get that. Yeah, so it's helped. Have you ever done online food grocery shopping? So I actually do most of my grocery shopping online. Um, I have Amazon Prime and they have like a partnership with Morrison's. Oh, yeah. So I do most of my grocery shopping online and once they've started packing the order you can't add things to it so it's kind of like okay well I know you know you have to spend 40 pounds to get free delivery so I say okay I can budget myself 40 pounds of food for the week I do that and then once they've started I can't keep like oh I want some like crisps or I want this or that the other they just bring it and yeah that helps me to kind of stay within that 40 pound limit that I set myself yeah yeah because I'm really similar. Like if I go in store, I'll like, oh, like, look at that. Like on yeah. the end of aisles, just like, oh, look, there's a deal on that. But that, so then if I do it online, I think I'll be better. But yeah. then when you go to check out, it's like, oh, have you forgotten your favorite like yeah. jelly tots? I was like, yeah. yes, I have forgotten my favorite <laughs> jelly tots. <laughs> and like, the, like all the deals they do. So I think yeah. they still try and get you, don't they? But I think it's probably better online. Yeah. I mean, like with that, when you said when they ask you if you've forgotten things, I think it's worse when you've ordered and then 
you forgot the lettuce because you need to make something that has lettuce in it. And then it's like, oh, well, I can't order that. So I still have to leave home now to go get my lettuce. And yeah, yeah that happened to me last week. So not fun, but. I don't know. I've got no. four pack of beers. Well. <laughs> <laughs> to use that in my rap instead. Oh, what a shame. What a shame. I also think the, like, the scanny, um, you know, you can go to, like, Tesco with the club cards, yeah. like, oh, scanny yeah. things. That, because then you can see things. your total as you go. So mm. that's that's super helpful to be like, oh, I'm spending this amount, and like as opposed to just chucking things in your basket and not really... Yeah considering the cost yeah i've never tried those but that's yeah. a really good way for the psychology of it to help mm -hmm. you that's yeah. it's also like um quicker usually at checkout because there's not as many people at that those mm. specific checkouts so and you also yeah. you don't have to repack everything so it saves time yeah sainsbury's mm. they have a similar thing through the app as well i used to use that a lot in first year but i don't go to sainsbury's as much now mm. yeah. it's expensive it is a bit spenny it is just mm. a bit just a bit yeah they fly under the radar, I think, Sainsbury's. I feel like I'm trash talking a lot of things. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I think with, with supermarkets, it's like, you know, if you really want to just get like a really cheap grocery shop, head up to Aldi. That's fine. Yeah. But like for me, I recently started shopping at M&S a lot. And then everyone's like, oh, you shop at M&S. But I'm like, I don't do my weekly shop at M&S. Mm. There's like certain <laughs> things that if I want specifically from M&S yeah. I will go there to get that thing but I'm not gonna like go fill you know a yeah. basket or fill a trolley from M&S because you know that's not within my price yeah. range but I know oh if I want this brand of this or whatever I'll yeah. go to different places just to get that so yeah, yeah. also M&S essentials aren't that bad no they're really not they're yeah yeah I think so I quite like, you can get a lot of like TikToks on like, oh, this supermarket <laughs> this week is doing like this, this the cheapest or whatever. And that's quite, that's quite Yeah, useful. I find the quality of M&S products as well is is actually worth the money in a lot of, a lot of mm. cases. Like their fruit and veg doesn't like sit in the fridge for three days and then start to get brown spots. Yeah. A lot of, <laughs> of other supermarkets do, I'm not going to say which ones, but <laughs> some, some, some do, but I find that M&S, their, their produce does actually last quite well and, you know. Interesting you said you saw on supermarkets on TikTok. Is mm -hmm. that like compare the market but for like the younger generation? Like they just go on TikTok to yeah. see where's the cheapest thing now. Yeah, I guess so. Like it just uh, TikTok is great like for it for budgeting as well. Like there'll be loads of stuff about like this meal only costs me like one pound to make and, mm. and stuff like that. So that's a super useful tool yeah. and like you can save the videos like for easy meals or whatever so like when i'm like oh i don't know what to make and i've got one like can of tomatoes in the cupboard or whatever like <laughs> i'll look through my recipes and that's a really good like tool as well yeah nice. yeah i think the one of the most important things before you go shopping is like what do i have and then what can i make with what i have and then just get what else you need on top mm. of that instead of just buying things because then the worst thing is you you know buy ingredients and then they just sit in the fridge or sit yeah. in the cupboard and go off because you're just wasting food you're wasting money you know it's not it's not helpful to anybody mm. really. <laughs> yeah especially the the whole world and yeah. environment yeah, that's nice. a that's a much deeper issue <laughs> i know i got sure. many speeches like from my teachers at when i was in primary school like oh eat all your lunch there's like starving kids and i'm like okay i'll eat all my lunch thanks <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's that, it's that that emotional tax that they put on you, and I'm like, okay, I'll eat all my sandwich. Yeah, mm. I did did see a TikTok that was like, it's from a PT that said, um, like, yeah, yeah, if you're trying to like lose weight, and then you're guilty that there's people starving in the world, just mm. budget and do your food shop better. Mm. Don't be like, like, don't overeat because yeah. of the guilt in a yeah. way, which is yeah, 
Yeah. Everyone has different goals, so yeah, we won't go too deep into that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to move it on to um, so maintenance loan because I know that's slightly different with um, post grads. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we go Christian first, like. And you don't have to obviously say the figures that yes. you get, but in terms of your maintenance loan, what does that cover and how much spare do you have to do things? Yeah, um, so that's actually quite a funny topic because all my friends, most of them are UK citizens, so they all get a maintenance loan. I'm not a UK citizen, so I do not get a maintenance loan. So whenever they get their maintenance loan, they come and they're like, oh, what are you going to spend yours on? And I'm just like, hands clasped. And <laughs> I kind of look around the room and I'm like... Have you forgotten? You've actually forgotten how to do. Um, so yeah, all of my all of my funding money comes from the bank of mum and dad, um, and I also do student ambassador work, and I work for the SU as well. So nice. Yeah. Okay. Do they give you instalments like a student loan, or is it? Um, we we've worked out like a plan. So it's normally like a, a monthly amount that we've agreed to, and they'll just transfer that over to my account. Um, then if I'm like, oh, I've been really impulsive with my ASOS shopping this month, so I kind of need like <laughs> a little bailout. I just like, you know, trod over like Greece and I'm like, can you send some help? Just um, need a little buffer. You yeah, know? you know, the bank's <laughs> kind of in the red right now. Um, <laughs> when I do get paid from, you know, my SU work, my student ambassador stuff, um, as soon as I get my payslip, I'll take out 20%, put that into my savings account, and then the rest I'll just be like, okay, well, you can treat yourself for anything or... Um, if anything comes up, because something's always coming up, um, then I can, you know, divert the rest of the money towards that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fair. When I, it's obviously slightly different now, but like when I was <laughs> fresher, my loan covered, well, I'd, out of my loan, I'd say about 90 to 95% of that went straight on accommodation for the first term. And then I had like a tiny bit of left, probably like a few hundred pounds, basically, at most. Um I usually bought something that I'd been like wanting to save up for, but failed. <laughs> <laughs> bought something out of that, and then I'd have a part-time job and just live off that because then yeah. my accommodation was paid for. So that's how I did it in fresh. Well, every year. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, how how is uh, postgrad? any different or is it any different yeah so um you don't get two loans you only get one loan um and then you're in charge of paying the university your tuition fees oh that's big yeah so (laughs) you've got a so every it's also doesn't work on like your own income or your parents income pretty much everyone just gets a baseline of about 12 grand um and they don't they just give it to you they don't like like do I can't remember if, if I had to do, I think I had to fill out stuff about my parents, like jobs and things like that. And then they decided how much I'd right. get from that. Um, but they just, you just are like, I'm attending this co- course, the uni confirms your place and then they give you that money. Mm. Um, and then obviously you've got to be in charge of actually paying your tuition <laughs> fees. So you've got to factor that into it. Um, so yeah, you get about 12 grand and then my course is about 10 grand. So <laughs> it's not a lot. It really isn't a lot. Um, but so then in theory, you've got two grand to pay for accommodation for a whole year. Exactly. Like. <laughs> so yeah, unless you're living in a cardboard box, it ain't going to happen. Um, but I do get alumni discount because I did my undergrad here. which is about 20%. And I think international students get, I'm not sure if it differs course to course, but for my course, I think they get like a thousand pounds off. um, I think think it's two in the region of two, yeah. Um, But it it might vary from course to course, yeah. So there is a little bit of like, you can um, potentially get some discount off of that. Um, So yeah, it's, it's, 
I always, if people are considering doing masters, I'm like, you really need to consider like how much you can actually afford because it isn't like undergrad, you don't get as much money. Um, and it's kind of hard sometimes, yeah. At what point did you realize that when you were, because obviously you've done undergrad, you worked for a little bit as well, didn't mm-hmm. you? And then obviously came postgrad. At what point did you realize, wow, this is completely different? Like I'm stuck or like... I think like because so on the uni like course page you can it says all the fees and stuff and if you just google like UCAS like how much do I get for postgrad because it goes like up and up every year as like things get more expensive (laughs) um Um, uh I've completely forgotten what uh, when when did you have the sudden realization right, that yeah. you're so, not going to have as much money as UG undergrad? Yeah. So. so you so like I I saw on the course page that I was like oh that's not going to be like that much and yeah. that's kind of why I took some time out as well. Um, I was sort of just like personally I didn't want to go straight from undergrad to masters because yeah. I felt like that was like a lot. Um, but also just in terms of like reality check, like it, I did definitely need to like take some time out and save up before I came to do my master's because otherwise I wouldn't have been able to like fund myself through it. Yeah. Yeah. And so. do you have a part time job now that you're studying as well? Yeah. So uh, likewise, I do um, a lot of student ambassador work um, and I also do dog walking and pet sitting. Amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Which is really cool because it's very like flexible around um, my uh, studying. So it tends to be like maybe like a few dog walks a week and then like every now and then it's like going to someone's house and like while they're on holiday or whatever and actually looking after their pets which is quite cool because I sort of just get paid to chill in their house (laughs) um while I'm doing my uni work or whatever so it's really cool um it's a really good like job to consider if you like animals uh, also good to consider when I have two dogs and we go on holiday. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you yes, might have got yourself please. a new client now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you pay me, um, these <laughs> I are my will sit in your house and eat your food. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's that's really cool and like really flexible as well because yeah. I think that's like a big thing about getting a part time job as well. It's like how much time do you have around studying to do yeah. that? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I struggled when I was at uni like finding that work life balance because. Mm-hmm all my loan was accommodation. So I had to live off my salary. So I was working like 15 to 20 hours a week, which was getting like at that time, like four, 500 pounds a month or Mm -hmm. something roughly off the top of my head. Um, So that's what I was living off each month. But then sometimes that wasn't enough. Mm -hmm. Like as a student, if you're like going out a lot (laughs) where I was. (laughs) Um, And then my studies were impacted because I had to work more Mm -hmm. to then fund more things. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so it's, the work-life balance is like quite interesting. Yeah. yeah. I think being an international student, the government kind of sorts out that work-life balance for you because so um, I'm limited to 20 hours a week during uh, term yeah. time. So that's like the legal limit that, that you're allowed to work um, outside of term time <clears throat> during summer, Easter, Christmas, it's, you know, free really. You can work as many hours as you want um, as long as it's not in a full-time job. So there's a whole list of um, stipulations on that. And, you know, being an international student, you're it's kind of drilled into you so, so many times what you can do, what you can't do. Like you can't work as a performer, you can't work as a sports person. So really? there's, yeah, um, because there's a separate visa for that. The government, so you, they've you changed a lot like of visas. You can't like go into like amateur football or something. Like. <laughs> um, I think if it's, 
if it's unpaid, it's fine. But yeah, as long as you're getting money for it, <laughs> that's that's a whole can of worms in itself. It's um, the moment you get a brown envelope, it's like, nah, sorry. Well, I mean, you know, I don't know. I don't know. As long as HMRC doesn't knock on my door or whatever, that's, that's fine. I don't think um, I look good in orange, so I, I, don't see, I don't see prison on my bingo card for this year. But yeah, they that's the limit. But it's fine for me. And with the SU, um, you're able to choose all your own shifts. So you we'll have shift release at eight in the morning on a Monday, which is pain in itself. Um, and <laughs> then all the shifts the for like the two weeks come out and then you just choose your shifts and people, you know, always, oh, I forgot I had an assignment. Oh, I'm ill today. Can you take my shift? Whatever. So even if you, you're sitting at home, you have nothing to do. You can just take up somebody's shift and, you know, go get an extra, what, 20, 30 pounds for the day. And, and, and that's it. And all of the, that your colleagues are students except for the managers so it's it's a very friendly environment you get to meet a lot of people from different courses and yeah it's it's a really fun place to work i think yeah it yeah. does sound ideal and obviously ambassador work as well like mm. we pay a lot of student ambassadors to yeah. <laughs> help do the job where we're struggling for numbers so mm-hmm. and we we actually monitor like um hours as well for oh, visas yeah. um so when we do clearing it's like tough to get them all in for the like yeah. right amount of time because there's so much training so um but yeah i did you have any other part-time jobs other than university or su um at the end of second year uh just coming up to christmas i worked at a card factory so nice. i think working you know in card factory at christmas was an experience in itself uh, you know, I always like my mother taught me to respect service people all the time, but I gained like a new level of respect <laughs> for retail workers mm. because when you're opening a store at eight in the morning, the week before Christmas, and there's already a line outside, <laughs> I think that, you know, it taught me patience. Yeah. It taught me a lot of things. Pure so, bedlam. Yeah. It, it was actual chaos. It was, it was, it was bad, but no, I think. Coming out of that, um, it gave me a lot of skills in, you know, handling a lot of customers at the same time. Mm. And I think when I was applying for my job with the SU shop, that was something that I was able to say, well, I have experience in a very busy place in the highest retail season. So that's why you should hire me. So, Mm. yeah. And I got the job. So Yeah. I used to work at Asda. Mm. um, Like, and obviously at Christmas time then was also carnage. Like, you'd be stacking shelves and like someone would walk by and just smash you with a trolley. You'd be like... (laughs) What are you doing? <laughs> Why? What have I done to I hurt to get you? get my brie. I just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, exactly the same. You'd be there on like uh, Sunday morning or something when they're not open and yeah. there'd be queues of people and you'd be like, what? You, surely you have better yeah. things to do on a Sunday. Go like, to bed. Surely. I wish I was in bed right now. Yeah. Uh, you could be and I yeah. hate you for being here. <laughs> but yeah, my, my employer was quite flexible as well. Yeah. Um, and because it was such a large national company, I mm. could uh, do like store swaps. Right. Mm. So term time, I worked at like a little smaller store and then like transfer back to my home store when I went home. Yeah. Um, and I used to work nights then as well so I could get more money. But they, the flexibility of that is like so, so useful. Yeah. But yeah, going back on George's point there, just if you're looking for a part-time job, just make sure it is flexible mm-hmm. with your work because yeah. yeah, the moment it starts to eat into your study time and they're not mm-hmm. flexible is like quite dangerous. Yeah. 
Also, if you had a job in like sixth form or college and you like left to come to university, like definitely go back mm. and see if they need people because uh, like retail and like places like that always need like Christmas staff. So like if you don't want to get a job during term time, I definitely recommend working in the holidays as well when you've got more time. Mm. Um, and yeah, like I said, if you've left a place that I'm sure they'll be happy to have you back because it means they don't have to retrain you and it's just easier for them so yeah for sure um an interesting question do you think the student's loan system that you've gone through for like undergrad um is fair no (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) no I don't because I just, I don't see what people's parents have to do with anything because your parents are under no obligation to help you out. You know, like you're an adult when you get to university. So I just... Yeah, you're an adult, but you're still relying on your parents' household income to determine what you're allowed. Yeah. But you can vote, you can watch an 18 movie, smoke, And it also, it doesn't take into account like how many siblings you have. Cause I knew yeah. people um, where they had like a stepdad and their like families had mm. combined and they essentially had like eight siblings, right. right? So the government was like, oh, well your family are like wealthy. So you're yeah. not going to get as much, but they're like, it has to be divided between yeah. all of my siblings. And they don't take that into yeah. account. I also had friends who were quite like well off, like, um, like in, uh, bricks and mortar but not necessarily cash and because of that yeah. they got a, quite a big loan but they were like fine for money so it, it's just sort of like a really stupid system yeah. it doesn't feel like it works to me yeah I was watching the Martin Lewis student life uh, student finance talk and he says yeah it is really frustrating because obviously there's 44% of the total loan like everyone's entitled to mm-hmm. the other 56% is income assessed mm-hmm. and the unwritten law, not uh, unwritten rule, sort of uh, guidance is that your parents will make up yeah. the rest of that. But like you said, there is nowhere written obligation that parents have to do mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And so it's, it's like starts really awkward conversations like, can I go to uni if my parents aren't going to pay for the rest of that? And, yeah, and definitely. Like that. Yeah, because my loan um, was like kind of the minimum loan that you could get. And like my dad had to help like he had to help me pay rent otherwise my loan wouldn't have covered it so it is just that oh expectation of being like oh well you know your dad earns a decent wage so he can pay it and it's like well yeah but he doesn't have to so yeah yeah, I think it I think they need to reassess it how it is done do you think the postgraduate loan system is fair yeah I mean it's harder for that one because it's not based on every anything and people just everyone gets that amount but it it like again it isn't enough to cover um and you it does make it inaccessible to people because maybe they want to like continue studying and they're like super bright or whatever and they'd be amazing to go into like phds but there's just no way that they can possibly get there because the master's is quite inaccessible unless you're willing to do a lot of work alongside or like take the part-time route like i did um and work alongside it more but like even then it drags it out being a student and like living off of loans and it just yeah it doesn't feel very accessible to me so yeah bit of a bummer (laughs) (laughs) bit of a look forward if you're ever gonna go (laughs) postgrad it might get better we'll see we'll see i mean i um 
I, I'm going to be doing a graduate scheme at the end of, of uni. So I decided to take two years out, do that. Um, one, save up some money, see if I do want to do postgrad and I'll be able to, you know, put that option out there. Um, but I, I wanted a break from academia and I also wanted to experience industry for a bit and see if it is what I wanted to do full time. Um, I think I do know that I want to do a postgrad degree. Um, but there's, I have two things that I want to do it in. So one is industry related. So if I do this two years in industry and I decide, yeah, that's what I want to do, I'll probably do that. If I decide, oh, it's not for me, I'll do the other one. So, you know, within geology and um, I'm not sure how it is with other sectors, but a lot of companies, if you join them for a graduate scheme and you work well with them, a lot of them will just pay for you to do a master's um, once you come back to work for them, obviously. So there'll be some contract stipulation there. Yeah, but if you can, service, yeah, basically. if you can find a company that is willing to do that, it is great because, you know, if if you want to come back to work for them and they're going to pay for your master's, then it's a win-win situation for everybody. So, yeah, this that to consider as well, that's, that's is an option for some people. Yeah, I'd also say like if your course offers a placement like yeah. year or something, definitely go for it because I know so many people that came straight out of uni and just had a job like that because they'd already worked for yeah. this company. The company liked them and was like, yeah, like definitely come back. So it has worked out like quite well for a lot of my friends who have done an industry placement if yeah. you're worried about uh, being like coming out of uni and then being like god what do I do now like mm -hmm. it is really useful and also even if you don't want to work there it's a good indication of the type of place that you want to yeah. work for or like how a professional environment works because like uh, I certainly didn't have any indication of that when mm -hmm. I was studying undergrad so yeah it's a good indication of that even if it, like you said it, it is a no yeah I don't want to work for them at least it gives you an answer mm -hmm. so you do know a yes or a no whether whether yeah. that's something you want Next thing is sort of like, do you think that your financial situation at uni has either benefited or negatively affected your academic performance in any way? Whether that's as a whole of the whole three years, like, do you think if my financial situation was better, would I have done better at uni or vice versa? That's a good question. Um, I don't know. I think like sometimes... I know, like, especially back in first year where I might have taken myself on a little shopping spree or whatever, and it's like midway through the month, and, you know, my parents have just sent me my monthly money, I'm like, okay, so I've got £20 to last me two weeks, how <laughs> do I figure that out? Because um, sometimes it was a matter of like, okay, so I'm going to have to like have a little parental call be like so folks this is what's going on and then it's just like putting that off as long as possible and then kind of just thinking about that as well personally I don't think that took away from my academic performance because um you know not that this is a good thing but I I think I was kind of good at compartmentalizing so I was able to just like take different problems and just put that behind the door for right now focus on something else and then address that later obviously not everybody is like that so for me I don't think that's mm. been a significant thing I guess I've definitely chosen to do work over going to university like um and just because uh, like practicality wise I've just been like I just need the money I need the work this month um 
And I'm not saying you should like rely on this, but all of my lectures are recorded and they do it for the purpose of if you're like looking back and you want something explained to you or whatever, like that's Mm. kind of why they do it. But it does mean that I can catch up later. So I think it just depends how much like extra time you're willing to put into it. Because if you think, okay, maybe I'll miss Mm -hmm. like this lecture today, but I can catch up with it. I've got some extra time at the weekend Mm -hmm. or something. Um, But if you never catch up with it, like potentially, but I guess I'd never know (laughs) um, if it has affected me. I think as long as you don't do that on the regular, like if you are missing like every single week, like uni for a job, like that's not amazing um but yeah like I said like you need to like look for a job that's going to be like more flexible about that and not or like on my course we pretty much always have Thursdays Mm -hmm. free um so I tend to do a lot of work on Thursdays just because I know it's Mm -hmm. not going to be timetabled in um but like obviously a lot of university courses don't work like that so and it changes week to week Mm -hmm. and that's kind of hard scheduling work around but um, yeah, I think you just need to kind of know what you can handle, know what you can miss and maybe catch up on and and obviously don't miss days where you've got like whole assessment days or <laughs> yeah. something like that. Like, don't be stupid. <laughs> yeah, or like big practical sessions yeah. that can't be redone <laughs> yeah. online yeah. type thing. I suppose for like geology, practicals aren't recorded. So you have to make sure that you are there for practical because if you miss it, that's that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, And same for like presentations and stuff, like just be aware of your assessment days and definitely. And and also like sort of like the few weeks running up to assessments, like I tend to Mm. block out in my mind Mm because I'm like, I know I'm going to be frantically like in the library trying to like bash them out. So yeah, yeah, just I think make a I always like to make a list of Mm -hmm. all of them and then like be really aware of those dates. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking, as you were saying there, with being able to catch up on lectures after, if you think of it like blocks in your calendar, like the lecture is at like 11 till 12 or something, but Mm. the place you work is only going to give you a shift like 11 till 5. That's really frustrating. Mm. But then if you can catch up on that one hour block immediately after you finish work, then yeah, it shouldn't really impact your performance and you're still able to finance. But like you said, it does rely on having that self-starter type mm-hmm. attitude like mm-hmm. that initiation to to actually catch up on it properly yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's also like different mm-hmm. as well if you've got like workshops and things that are more like chatty and more involved yeah. in like doing actual activities mm-hmm. as opposed to just like a talky yeah. lecture that you can just make notes on mm-hmm. so yeah even with the lectures you kind of have to go in faith that panopto actually works yeah. and does record the lecture <laughs> or they remember to <clears throat> press record yeah, yeah. So that yeah. that does happen sometimes and you know, there's like one lecture I missed because I was sick and then I went to review it and the video was there, but the microphone sounded like it was in the bottom <laughs> of a bucket or something. <laughs> so yeah, that was, that was helpful. Yeah. But you do get the slides yeah, and you do, like you, you can email lecturers yeah. and ask them like, oh, I didn't quite get this concept. Maybe yeah. like help me out or, you know, your course mates or whatever. So yeah. like it isn't the end of the world, but yeah. I wouldn't do it on the regular. Yeah, don't yeah. do that. <laughs> um, what do you wish that you could tell 18-year-old Georgia and 18-year-old Christian before you came to uni about money, mm-hmm. about university? What would be like your headline thing? Oh my God, hmm. that's really difficult. Um, maybe just like don't go 
like crazy with it like to begin with because I took a year out as well so like a gap year before um I came to uni and worked in that year as well so I kind of came to uni being like oh wow I've got savings so I'm fine (laughs) but like savings don't last forever um so yeah maybe just don't think like I'm as indestructible as I was just because I've got savings it's not that's not how it works like you still have to like watch your money Mm -hmm. even when you've got something to fall back on I think is what I'd say to myself goodness um I think I would tell myself just think more carefully before you actually spend money because you know I kind of operated and occasionally still do I'm like oh money comes back I'm gonna like you know I'll take out 10 pounds and I'll get it back I'll you know make it back in two weeks whatever but I think that's something that I needed to work on is that you have to actually think why am I spending this money like is it worth it mm-hmm. is this new whatever something that I actually need right now it's probably not don't buy it mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I think out of that I kind of have been applying that and I I if I see something that I really want and I'm like, okay, that's, you know, 50 pounds or whatever, I'll put it in my favorites list. Then I'll just leave it there for like a week. Then at the end of that week, I'm like, do I still want it? And I'm like, yeah. And I'll just see how, how long I can push that out for <laughs> and just like looking at it and thinking, do I still really want this? So I've like had this pair of shoes. The shoes are like 80 pounds in my favorites list and I've had it in there for a month. And now I'm still... I still want them, but I'm like, how much do I need them? Mm. So yeah, it is actually working. And that's stopped me from just, you know, dumping almost a hundred pounds on shoes. So yeah, that's exactly the same with that. I've had a shirt, a really nice shirt that I've wanted (laughs) in my like um, shopping cart for like a month. And I'm just like, oh, I just can't do it because it's about a hundred pounds. I can't do it. I can't do it. And then they just like dropped the price on it like the other day. And so it's like... Probably about 60% of the price. And yeah. I was like, bye. <laughs> I was like, I've, I've waited long enough. There you go, pay yeah. it off. Yeah, but sometimes it works the other way around. Like you could have it in your shopping cart and then it's not in stock anymore because yeah. everyone else has bought it. See, so like- those shoes have been out of stock for the past three months. And every time they came back in stock, they came while I was asleep and they went back (laughs) by the time I woke up. And now they've been in stock for like two weeks. So I'm thinking I might just have to, you know, bite the bullet on this one and Mm. get them now before that happens to me again. Yeah. That is a good way of thinking about things though. Like if you're still like, no, I do still really want this like a month down the line, then like that's a good indication of you should just get that thing and it wasn't just a whim where you were like oh i saw this advertised to me on instagram whatever and i'm gonna buy it now like i wasn't just influenced yeah yeah (laughs) i have been wanting these for a while yeah and it's like at some point you are going to see something you want you Mm -hmm. are going to spend money on it eventually so i think it is is definitely better to make sure that it is something that you want something that you need something that you can use so those are things that i kind of like go through now is it is it something i really want is it something that i need is it something that i can use um or is it something that i can use like more than once and then that will help me to inform that decision of will i buy it Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. And I do also think like, I don't want to be like super doom and gloom because like money is for spending. Like you can't take it with you. Like you, like it is there. You're not going to be buried with it. No, exactly. (laughs) So like, I think there are times where sure you need to like tighten your belt and stuff and think, do I really need this? But then there are other times where it's like, 
this is, you know, especially for like events or like going like to different countries or something yeah. like that. Like it's like, well, this is going to be like a really fun experience kind of thing. And like that's going to make life enjoyable. And I shouldn't yeah. just be like, no, because I'm like trying to budget really hard. Like you should allow yourself to just be human and yeah. and spend money sometimes. It's OK. <laughs> yeah. And I think also depending on your course, sometimes, you know, obviously you have your tuition, you have your um you have your rent and all that but some courses you will have to buy a lot of other things to go on top of that so for geology example we are provided with our hard hats we get our high-vis jackets we get most for our like main field kit but then on top of that you still have to buy your own boots waterproofs mm -hmm. um field gear your backpack all those things you have to buy and then we have like overseas field trips as well so you have to factor in spending money for that because sometimes you might be in the middle of nowhere and the only place that's close to get food is you know it's not cheap so it's not you can just run to aldi or whatever and get mm -hmm. cheap food and then you have to put an exchange rates on top of that so yeah depending on your course you could end up having a lot of you know extra um expenses just but you have to do it you don't really mm -hmm. have much of a choice you have to get good boots to go on yeah. a geology field trip they won't let you on the trip otherwise so yeah you have to think about those things I do think that, I don't know if it's the same now, but for for my undergrad, if it overseas or any kind of trip was compulsory, mm. then the uni would pay for it. Yeah, so yeah. we had um, one trip to Spain last year and then we did um, some residential work around Devon and Cornwall. So that was all included. Yeah. But then I'm going on a trip next month. We're going to Death Valley and that one oh, nice. is optional. So you have to pay for that um, mm -hmm. additionally. But again, it is optional. So you don't have to do it yeah, if you don't not, want to. not going to affect yeah. your course or anything. No. You get to do a different module <clears throat> if you don't yeah. take that But one. the thing is, with that as well, you pay in installments of whatever size you want. So That's once cool. you pay the deposit, if you want to put in £100 today, £5 next week, whatever, you can. That is, you know, between you and the university. As long as you've paid the deposit, you can go on the trip, but you just decide how mm -hmm. you want to pay and you know that. that's really helpful yeah <laughs> of the university um okay so if a student in college or sixth form is really worried about debt and really worried about the cost of living should they still go to university i i guess it just depends like <clears throat> if you're worried about it but you sit down and kind of do your finances like have a chat with your parents if you're in a lucky enough position to be able to rely on them and you think yeah like I can probably make a go at this but I definitely think you should consider like everything that's available to yeah. you like scholarships as well um like looking at the ch like the cheapest like room that you can get like knowing it gets slightly cheaper after first year as well um yeah I I, I think just per like just consider what you want to get out of university like yeah. whether you could potentially just go straight into work as well um that might be like a better option depending on your, the field you want to do um so yeah I think it's just really like individual like you just really need to consider yeah I think I think that's a very good point like if you have you know access to good financial advice take that on board as much as you can I think for me I'm a very much like okay I'll you know just jump feet first and then deal with that later um i get i get that yeah but you know i think as you said like kind of figure out what you want out of university and you know is it right for you but also maybe you might have done a qualification in college or in sixth form that could get you into a job so you could try getting you know an apprenticeship or something like that and then with that company say okay would you guys be willing to help me 
finance my degree because you never know they might be fully willing to help you mm-hmm. um you know in some way finance that that degree and there's yeah scholarships mm-hmm. as well and there's so many different like grants and weird things like I've seen grants where they give you money if you have red hair and are left-handed there's like grants if your like great 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 grandfather was like from some village there's like so many obscure things Mm -hmm. that you can get money for and yeah just you know google is your best friend at that point just you know go ham and see what's there just yeah Mm. too many things out there i also want to stress that like it's not if it kind of almost when you're like at the end of sixth form or college and like it's like okay uni it it's not the next like you don't have to go straight away it's not I'm going at 18 or I'm never going like you can go later on in life you can take a few years you can work you can save like a lot of people I think do years out and come to uni a bit later now and also that's like beneficial in terms of like being able to live like looking after yourself making meals like actually having income and like using it to like go food shopping and stuff like you know like I think it is quite beneficial not to go to uni straight away because you do feel like you can live by yourself better like that was my experience yeah a lot of other people that didn't come straight off 18 as well um so yeah it is accessible like if you're a bit if you want to wait a bit like that's absolutely fine like you won't be like oh god I'm so old and everyone here is so like it's fine still yeah no like um geology we um across the years in geology you do see quite a lot of mature students and I'm like if you know you can join a course at you know 40 or whatever and you're keeping up with us going up and down hills trudging through like mud in Spain and doing all that what is stopping you if you want to do it Mm -hmm. at a later stage do it don't you know count yourself out if it's something that you really want to do you know jump on it and take the chance because you might have the best experience of your life or you might realize it's not for you and you know I know plenty of people that started out first year with me and some of them realized uni isn't for them Mm -hmm. they stopped and they ended up doing something else and they're really loving that some people they've like stopped took a couple years out and then restarted um so yeah there's a range of options on that end yeah my brother took two years out and went like to work for a couple years and then came to uni and then like literally fell in to uni as if he was the same age as all the freshers around him like he said it literally made no difference just taking a bit of time but he said he felt a bit more mature in some of his decisions with like money and things like Mm. that which obviously does help um Mm -hmm. i'd probably say yeah if you are worried i'd say almost every other student at sixth form and college is probably (laughs) just as worried about it as well and there's so many people going through exactly the same situation probably there's at least one other person with the same financial situation as you like i know everyone's situation is different Mm -hmm. but it's got to be someone similar so it's not the end of the world like people Mm -hmm. do go to uni like every year in very large numbers so (laughs) it's not the end of the world but yeah taking a year out or time out is definitely beneficial for what you can get out of that as well yeah cool i think we'll wrap it up there so thanks for coming georgia and thanks for coming christian thank you cheers